This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today because I am interviewing one of my dear friends named Ali. She is the god of enchantment. And I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today because we have an interesting story of how we met. And she's currently in Ontario and I'm in BC. And we met about just about over a year ago now through a place called Soul Space in Toronto and we were doing an empaths course or like a workshop one day and we just got connected through this workshop and we'll dive into a little bit more detail on that in a bit. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you Ali. So please tell us about yourself, tell us who you are and what you're up to. Amazing. I'm so excited for this. Okay. So I'm Ali Smith. I run my business called Magical Soul and yeah, I'm the god of enchantment and what that means to me is bringing back the magic of your soul and the magic of this planet that we're here to remember, that we're here to embody and that's kind of like the premise of what I do and it's through private sessions, courses, classes, just absorbing all the magic that we're here to remember. I think it's so cool because when Ali and I first met, we hadn't yet really started or dove into our coaching businesses, but it's been a really incredible journey the last year to see like how we've really taken ownership of that and just made such a difference for people and I just have to say Ali, I love you so much because every time I talk to you like the most magic just shows up and just to give an example yeah (laughs) and just to give an example to our listeners literally this time last year I jumped on a call with Ali and we were doing an energy sort of healing session and at the time I was living in Toronto and I didn't know where I was going with my life and I, I wasn't happy living in Toronto and I was asking about moving back to BC and moving to Vancouver and she told me through the reading that, you know, she said, Kayla, well, you could do it in less than a year. And I thought, oh, you're a crazy woman. Like, I I just don't think that's (laughs) possible. And then literally within two months, the opportunity came up to move back to Vancouver. (laughs) And then literally within six months, I had moved back to Vancouver. So literally, you're a magical human being because you know, you know what's up. (laughs) Yeah. This is like, I love hearing these stories. It makes my heart so happy because it happens all the time. Like I had a client last week that she invested in a coach that, and we can even talk about this whole thing, but she invested in a coach that wasn't in the full magical aspects of themselves. And she was very, very magical. Uh, But she invested in this coach that was very human and not very magical and the money flow stopped, like her money flow stopped. And so she reached out to me because she was like, I spent all this money on this coach. This isn't working out. Like she's telling me that I need to niche myself. She's telling me that I need to talk to the people who aren't magical. And she had all these like stories that were preventing her from reaching the people that she needed to reach. And so we did one 90 minute session that she maxed her credit card out, like to get the session she said. And that night she signed an $11,000 client after our 90 minute session. And she was like, I don't know how you did it. And I was like, it doesn't matter because you're in your magic. We fucking made it happen. (laughs) And like these stories just, oh, they blow me away. I love it. And I really do believe that we will meet the, the right people at the right time. And I think maybe for her, she kind of needed to hit that rock bottom to be pushed to connect with you. And then all of a sudden, you know, the magic opened up. Yeah. I, I get a lot of people too, that it's sometimes I am their last resource. Like they're like, I don't know what it is about you, but you seem to make things work. And I want that. And, and if that, if I'm your last resource that gets you to that part of yourself that gets you connected to the magic of 
who you are, then let it be so. But yeah, sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to forget about the magic to realize that it's actually been there all along. The other thing too that I love is that when we met at this workshop, like just to give context to the listeners, there was, I don't know, maybe 10 of us in the room. And I I think, and we were Mm -hmm. the youngest ones, like everyone else is more probably in their like forties to sixties. And I just remember being in the room and being Mm -hmm. so drawn to you. And there was just this really crazy, like sense of familiarity. And then we got connected and we became partners like right away in one of the exercises that we were doing. And I, I just remember sitting there with you and I was like, I feel like I know you. And we couldn't, we couldn't figure it out. But one of the things that we had in common was that we played rugby. And then I got to learn your story and of how, you know, you really tapped into your, your magic through that rugby incident, which I think is crazy. So do you think you can share that? Cause it kind of like, yeah. I think that was your sort of starting point to all of this. Yeah, it definitely, it was, I call it like my Kickstarter or the great awakening. I kind of joke about it, but to give context, I was, I was playing on the, the city like the city home team, so Mississauga in Ontario. And I was on my way to trying out for the provincial team. But I was also playing in my high school rugby league. And the thing with high school rugby leagues is that they're not always educated on how to tackle properly and how to play properly. So it was probably not the most amazing situation I could have put myself in, but it had to happen. So here we are. So we were in a game and this was me playing for my high school team. And all of a sudden I got tackled, but she pulled me on top of her And as she was getting up after she tackled me, she kicked me really hard in the head um, unintentionally. I blacked out for a few seconds. They got me off the field. They did like the typical concussion test. Like, where are you? What's your name? Like, can you spell this? Can you add this? And I was fine. Like I was testing fine. So they actually put like, and I felt fine. And they put me back on the field and everything was Right. I finished the game and then I came home that night and went to sleep. I was like, I just have like a bump on my head. I have a little headache. Woke up the next morning and I wasn't able to walk. I actually like could not like move my body and it was the scariest thing ever. So I couldn't walk. My dad had to carry me into the car and went straight to the emergency room and they're like, oh, you have a concussion. You couldn't walk because it was like going into shock kind of like it was just the body going into shock. But I spent three months like bedridden because of this concussion. It was so bad. Over the three months of like me being bedridden, it was like this transformational experience. I started to hear things that normal people, normal people in quotations, because the listeners can't see me do this. But I started to hear things that I wasn't hearing before. I started to see like shadowy figures or like kind of light rays that no one else was able to see. Like I'd be seeing like a light shining on my mom and be like, mom, do you see that? And she'd be like, no, I don't know what I'm talking about. So yeah, I just started hearing and seeing all these different realms, but I didn't know what they were at that point. My life completely changed at that time. And this is why I call it the great awakening because at that time I was not in the most amazing friend group and I wasn't really like taking care of myself in that aspect. And that concussion like had me separated from those people for three months. And a month after that, after the three months of being bedridden, I met my soulmate and he completely took me out of that that scene. And that was when I really got into the magic. Like I was able to hear it, see it. I knew about it, but I wasn't expressing it. And then as soon as I met my partner my soulmate, he took me out of that scene. And that's when I actually felt safe to like explore the magical realms. (laughs) It's so crazy how all the events of our life are so intentional. And of course, at the moment, like in the moment when you're on the ground and you got booted in the noggin, like you're not thinking, oh, this is the start of a spiritual awakening. (laughs) It's so magical. Yeah, no, it's not at all. It's it's more like being terrified for three months because you're bedridden, right? And yeah, 
I, I love that. And just to give context too, uh, what's the time frame of this? Like how, how many years ago did this happen? It would have been, I was 16. So eight, nine years ago. Okay. Very cool. And so since then, since that awakening, can you share more about your business? And then we can definitely dive into like talking about different angels and gods and goddesses and whatnot, because yes. I love learning about that. Yeah. So ever since kind of doing a timeline, so since that event, I started hearing and seeing things, met my soulmate. He got me out of that scene. And then it kind of just like went out of standstill for a while. And so I finished off high school, got into university, and I was going to university for kinesiology, which is the study of sport medicine and how the body moves. So it was definitely something that was really aligned. I was really aligned with it at the time because I loved, I was obsessed with the human body, especially being in sports and just going through what I went through. It was something I was passionate about. It was probably the summer, the end of third year, going into fourth year of my degree that I just like looked around and I was like, I don't really love this anymore. Everyone's getting ready for master programs. People are thinking of like PhDs. And I was just thinking of like how many days I had left to like endure this. So I talked to my parents and I was like, can I quit? Because <laughs> I wasn't paying for school. They were putting me through school. And they're like, no, like just finish it off and do what you can do. And so I just, I put my head down and I started applying to different PhD programs to become an osteopath and a chiropractor and a physiotherapist. Cause I was like, well, if I'm going to finish this, I may as well continue. And I remember it was, it would have been January, 2018. I'm sitting in a lecture hall, listening to some professor riff on the human body without any spiritual context, like just talking to the human body, like it's a dead piece of meat. And I just started getting agitated because I'm like, the heart isn't just a mechanism that pumps blood through the body. Like, <laughs> and our brain isn't just a muscular fatty tissue with neurons in it. And I'm listening to this professor riff. I'm filling out these PhD programs. And then I just had an aha moment. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I just decided in that moment that anything that made me unhappy is not worth my energy. And it was kind of like a breaking point and some people need to have that. And that's, I'm definitely one of those people that need to have like, I'm done. That's it. Next. Um, so that was my breaking point. I pulled out all of my applications that I put in for school, told my parents, I was like, I, I told them, I didn't even ask them. I'm like, I, I will finish this degree, but I'm opening up a business and give me a year and if this, if this doesn't work, I will resubmit my applications to go to school again. And they were like, okay, <laughs> kind of like, what is she doing with her life? Whatever. We'll just like allow this to happen. It's just a year. Um, so that was January, 2018. No, it would have been January, 2019. Yeah. Last year because yeah. we met in the fall of 2018. Yeah, of 2018. Yeah. So this was January, 2019. So January, 2019, that's when it happened. and. So I just started, I had a little side business at the time that I would make like $120 a month. I had like, like some Reiki and some angel reading stuff that I'd make $120 a month. And I always say like, if I was really good, that was what I made. If I wasn't, it'd be like $60 a month on that. Um, and I called myself the intuitive healer because that's what I thought I was. I thought I was just a healer. And then when I had that aha moment, in the lecture hall, I was like, healer sounds so limiting to everyone's potential. Like everyone is a healer. Everyone is a reader. Everyone is magical. Everyone is a God, is an angel, is the universe. So I just like felt like I'm like, I'm not a healer. I'm so much more than that. So I threw that brand in the garbage and I kind of tuned into myself and I'm like, I don't know what to call my business that I'm telling my parents that I'm opening up and they want information on it. And I just heard this really distinct voice. It's like magical soul. Like you are a magical soul. That's not limiting. It's everything you embody. And so I bought that night, I bought the domain name magicalsoulteachings.com. And yeah. Ever since I did that, it was kind of like, I can't even conceptualize the time frame. It went so fast. But as soon as I rebranded, 
I started really deconstructing my beliefs around what being a student meant, what being a young adult meant. There was so much like, like how many times do you hear like the average 25 year old is like $25,000 in debt or something. They have like these statistics that they love to throw in our brains. And so I started deconstructing that because making $120 a month didn't feel good. Maxing out my credit cards didn't feel good. Skipping meals because I wasn't sure if I could even afford to eat didn't feel good. And then that's so I looked at it. I looked at everything in my life and I looked at what I was believing and what I thought to be true. Like students are broke, students are hungry, students are stressed. And I just started deconstructing that because I'm like, I'm a businesswoman now. <laughs> I opened up this business. Like I have a different reality now. And deconstructing a lot of it was looking at like my effed up money shit that I had. And then all of a sudden, as I'm looking into this and putting out programs and classes and offering sessions, and I'm doing this all through social media. So it's just like word of mouth, social media, sharing my thing. I started making money. So like a 1K month and like $2,000 came in. And then all of a sudden I'm making, I'm making 5K months and like what the hell happened? Like, what am I doing? How is this working? So I started playing with more of that energy, discovering more and more of my talents, more and more of like the magic in this earth and the beliefs that I'm releasing and deconstructing. And then I think it was like June, June of last year, I made June of last year, I made, which is 2019, I made my 5k month. And then September, I had like my first 10K month and then November I hit my first 20K month and I was like, okay, so this is a thing. Been It's literally been a year. So this month would have been a year since I told my parents, give me a year, see if I can do this. And I was laughing to myself as I'm talking to my friend the other day and I'm like, and I did a live stream on this too. I was like, did I just do that in eight months? Like I didn't even do that in a year. I did it in eight months. Um, and yeah, it's like the magical soul brand is out there helping all the people. It's become what it needs to become and it keeps evolving and I'm letting it do that. But that's like, that's kind of the last 12 months in a nutshell. <laughs> I absolutely am so inspired and I'm so proud of you as well because when we met, we were clueless. You know, we had, I think yeah. we had people seedlings of ideas that we loved helping people and healing and really tapping into spirituality and that like that was just starting to grow and yeah. I love how you just took the reins and went for it and you know what I love how you just like talking about self-limiting beliefs because that's a big part of my coaching is really paying attention to your thinking and your language when you shared the self-limiting beliefs and the stories that society creates around you know, students being in debt, like the starving student, all of these paradigms that are created. And what happens is when we unconsciously or consciously agree with these, then we start to notice the evidence for it. And it just becomes a perpetuating circle. And that's why people get stuck or sucked into mm -hmm. the vacuum of self-sabotaging. And so I love that, first of all, you completely deconstructed that and you're like the evidence that no, that's not how it has to be. So there's that aspect. And then the other thing I want you to share, because you've talked about this in one of your posts as well. So first of all, you've completely blown up your business in eight months, which some people, it can take years, it can take 12 months specifically, but you did it in less time, which is evidence for people that they can also do that. It's just proof that it can be done in the world. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I would love for you to share on, because I know that some people get really hung up on this too, is your age. Because usually yeah. that's something... People, and I, it's funny because I had this conversation with my boyfriend. He was asking me, Kayla, what's, what's your niche? Like, who are you marketing to? Like, why is, so I'm 29. And it, it's like, Kayla, why would somebody who's 40 years old or 50 years old, why would they hire you? Like, you have less mm. experience, like in quotes. And I'm like, I'm not giving advice. Like, coaching isn't about giving advice. It's about asking the right questions to put people in the right direction. And one yeah. thing that, and because I had that belief, what happened to me was about a month ago, a woman reached out to me and I ended up jumping on a call with her and she's 64 years old. So here we are, I'm 29 years old and I'm helping a woman who is more than twice my age. So age is 
a limiting paradigm that people live in. So I would love for you to share your story on that because that is like such an important message to get out to people as well. Yeah. Yeah. This is like one of my favorite topics because it was definitely, I think it was probably one of the hardest things that I shifted through. And of course, like there's always like new stuff I'm uncovering, like new beliefs or like little things that are coming up from conditioning that like the work never stops. We always get to dive deeper and deconstruct more and repattern more. And yeah, the age thing was definitely one of the biggest. What was happening is that it was showing up in my life. So I believe that like everyone around you, your environment and the people around you, like they are just a mirror of what's happening on the inside, like your inside. So I started having this situations that age was coming up. So I had an old mentor of mine. She like completely turned and started attacking me on my age saying like, I'm too young to be this successful. I don't know enough to have my prices at a certain price range. And she was just like completely attacking my business. And, and I believed her. I believed her because she was older than me because we're taught as like kids that you put authority to older people, like old, like people who are older than you know more people than older you, like you have to respect your elders, respect. Like, yeah. Respect your elders yeah. and all of this. So of course I had this mentor that I was working with and I was all set up to start learning her modalities and how she works. And then that came up. Thank God it came up before we actually like dove into the actual mentorship. It came up, she started talking my prices, what I was doing in my age. My age was a huge thing. And I didn't really think of anything of it. I just ended the mentorship and I moved on. And then it started coming up again. I started having these stories in my head of like, again, like why would someone older than you want to pay you? Or like, you don't know enough, or you're not old enough to have experienced the real world. It's like, people love saying that. And I was like, that doesn't feel good. I always go off of like, what feels good? And when something feels good to me, it makes my heart sing. It makes me feel like I don't have any limits. Like it makes me limitless. That's something that feels good. That totally limited me and I hated it. And I knew it was something I wanted to look at and I wasn't ready at that time or I had this story in my head. I'm like, I'm not ready. Like this is a lot of messed up shit I need to deal with. And then I'm actually, I'm actually in Kelowna, like I'm in BC and I'm going to rent a car. Do you know how horrible it is to try to rent a car if you're under 25? So for the listeners, for the <laughs> listeners, I'm 22 and I'm turning 23 in a couple of weeks. But trying to rent a car when you're under 25 is a headache and a half. And so I'm trying to rent a car and this guy is like riffing on me. He is making everything so difficult. And finally, like we got to the part that we're paying and none of my cards went through. Like there was money on, like my cards just weren't going through. It was so weird. The credit cards were paid off. I had money in the bank. I didn't know what was happening. And I was stranded in the Kelowna airport because none of my cards worked. And this was the most embarrassing thing of my life that definitely had to make me show my age. And it was, I had to call my dad to bail me out. <laughs> it like, it was the worst thing ever. I had to call my dad to bail me out. And that was so, it just like, you felt that humiliation because again, like you have to remember, I told my parents, I'm like, give me a year. Let me like make money and see if this works. Meanwhile, I have to call my dad to like bail me out of like this situation where my cards aren't working. So he thinks I'm like broke as hell. And all of this was happening. And it was all because it all had to happen because I wasn't willing to look at my age. So as soon as that happened, I'm like, I'm looking at, I'm going to look at it. I'll look at it. And the huge thing that we need to remember is that like we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Like we are all etheric beings. We are all limitless. We are all ageless. We are eternal. So if we have all this eternal knowledge, if we have all this wisdom from lifetimes and lifetimes of learning and experiencing and remembering, then what's the difference of having that and then just being that essence in a 22-year-old body? <laughs> and so I just started working with that. And I actually made a post about it. It's probably one of my most popular posts that people love. And 
it was basically like me saying my age. So I never told the people my age. I just assumed like maybe people will think I'm in my 30s and I just look younger. <laughs> so I actually, that was the first time I made a post. I'm like, I'm 22. And the whole thing, the title was like, don't look down at me, look at me. And I made this post of like, don't look down at me, look at me, because this is what I did. And I started talking about like, don't look down at me, look at me, because I just did something in eight months that you can't even do your whole lifetime. And I just made this super fiery post that I get to make 10, at that point I was making $10,000 a month. I'm like, I get to make $10,000 a month. Like how many people get to do that? Or I get to make $60,000 a month when I decide that. But like, would you even be willing to look at that? And I made all these like little spicy comments and people got so, some people loved it. Some people got so offended on it. Like, um, it's so funny like you're you're bringing out you're triggering me you're bringing up so much shit around my age like I'm and I was like I got clients from that post because I got people saying like I'm 55 and I make like half of what I want to be making or I'm 55 and I'm stuck in a nine-to-five job and you're just here like doing something you love and you're being really good at it and I was like yeah and you get to do that it doesn't matter if you're 10 years old or 100 years old like we are limitless beings. We are ageless and we get to bring in the wisdom of our soul. I am so loving this <laughs> conversation. And I'm like, so we're just for the listeners knowing we're on zoom on video recording this. And I'm literally just completely mesmerized by everything you're saying, like grinning ear to ear. And I just think it's so important. And I really noticed the theme in our conversation of being willing to look at the triggers that we have in life and I think age is such a funny thing because for example I'm 29 and where I'm working I'm working at Lululemon right now on top of building my stuff online and a lot of the people that work there are like in their mid to early 20s and they all think I'm like 22 24 like 26 I'm like no no I'll be 30 in three months actually less than three months and it just makes me laugh because I don't I in an opposite way I don't feel like oh shit like I'm gonna be 30 like what am I doing with my life? I haven't done enough. And when I honestly believe that when people get triggered about their age specifically, like maybe those people who got triggered from that post, they are not confident or happy with where they are in life. Because for me, I'm like, I'm so thankful that I finally started building my business and I'm putting myself out there and I'm doing the inner work and I'm doing all these things. And I know that this is my purpose in life. I don't care how old I am. I'm doing this for the rest of my life. And there's so much freedom in that. And that, like you said, is how we become limitless. And that is, you know, you sharing your example around age and me sharing my example around age is the way that we looked at our age and saw it as just a number and it's more mm-hmm. focusing on our being and what we get to offer to people like that's that's what matters and something i love playing with and i think everyone can do this at home but i always have the mindset and i always say this to myself i'm like every year gets to be better i'm like my 20s get to be fun my 20s get to be super successful i get to do all these things in my 20s my 30s get to be even better than that my 40s get to be even better than that and even like as we're getting up into our 40s 50s 60s people also have so many limiting beliefs of like what happens to your body like you gain weight when you're older or like you lose your mind when you're older and those are things that i would definitely invite people to look at like is that ultimately true because to me, it's not, you're limitless. But I have this thing, I'm like, every day gets to be better. Every week gets to be better. Every month gets to be better. Every year gets to be better. Every decade gets to be better. And like, (laughs) I love this because we just entered a new decade. And I've already, like, I, I think it's the ninth day of the month. Is it January 9th? Yeah. So it's the ninth day of the month. And I've already like, I'm halfway to my income goal and my client goal. And it's been nine days of the decade. I'm like, decades do get better. So I had like everyone, I just invite everyone to have that mindset. Like every hour, every minute, every day, every week, every decade, like everything just gets to be better regardless. I love that. And I love it because I've, I've never heard that specific structure of a belief, but I've heard of it's this or something better. 
But yeah. I almost think I almost think that it's this or something better could almost be limiting. And I actually love what you're sharing instead because it's just progressively getting better. And your entire life, especially in the last year, has literally been evidence of that. Yeah. Like, literally. I'm just like one of kind of like my goals for this month. Cause I like, I like to make everything fun. I think the more fun you're having with everything, the more you're loving it, the easier it is to manifest. Like people who are so structured, like I need to write in my journal every day. I need to do my affirmations. I need, like, I need, I need, I need, like it becomes so structured and you totally like block the miracles from coming in. So I just play with energy. I make it playful. I make it magical. Cause I think that's like the easiest way for me at least to manifest. And so this month, at the beginning of every month, I kind of just feel into like, hey, how do we want to play? I always ask myself, like, how do we want to play this month? And making $1,000 a day, like $1,000 day minimums felt really good. So I'm like, I'm going to play with this energy. And it worked for the first four days. I made that, like I made just over $1,000 for the first four days of January. And it stopped for a few days. And then all of a sudden, like two days ago, someone did a pay in full for my six month mentorship. And it like, it made up for all the days that I missed the thousand dollar days. And it's kind of like, that's why, and I didn't even care about it. And I didn't even notice that I wasn't making thousand dollar days, which I love. So when we're talking about like this or better and how that's limiting, I totally feel that because instead of having any expectations or instead of focusing on something, just playing with it, surrounding yourself with it and like trusting it, it comes really down to that ultimate trust. Like I just trust that, Hey, I didn't make thousand dollars, like a thousand dollar day for the last four days. Sure enough, like the divine's going to catch me up because that's what I'm playing with this month. And then that painful came in and it was kind of like a duh moment, like, duh, of course it's going to happen. But yeah, that's one of my things. Just play with the energy. I love that. <laughs> and also what you're, I can hear what you're saying beyond that is surrendering to the process because yeah. the reality is I, for this ex specific example, if you quote knew how to make a thousand dollars a day, you would have quote done it already therefore yeah. it's like surrendering to the process and being playful and just believing like obviously you've done the work to believe that this is possible and you've already gained the evidence through the last year of your life that like every day every minute every second every decade gets to be better and better so therefore that belief is so deeply ingrained that if you go three days without making the thousand dollars a day that you're like this is like it's coming it's coming in a way that I can't predict because that's how it's meant to be Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and even when I like when I find myself having trouble surrendering, because of course, we can get caught, like if you have payment deadlines, or you know what I mean? Like we can get caught in like, I need this by this day, because I need to pay off my credit card, or I have a payment due or whatever. So we can, I even find myself, I get kind of stuck in like, well, this needs to happen. Like, it can't not. Um, and when I'm having trouble surrender because I'm in that, like, this needs to happen energy and kind of like frantic, I just take a seat back and then like, we can start talking about like who we can call upon for this, but I'll literally take the seat, seat back, call on the divine and I'll literally ask them. I'm obviously not seeing something I'm supposed to show me how to do this then. Cause like you said, if I already knew how to do it, it would have been done. And sometimes we don't know how to do it. Like, and we don't need to know how to do it. That's the best part of it. Like, we don't need to know how to make $1,000 days. We don't need to know how to sign a high level client. Like, we don't need to know. We just need to be in the energy of it. And then the divine gets to figure it out. So all of our guides, the divine or God or whatever name we want to put to the energy of the universe is like, they get to decide how it's done. They get to do that work. We just need to chill out. So when I find myself getting in the frantic, anxiety-ridden energy, I'm always like, okay, <laughs> take a step back. Let's call in the divine and they're going to show us what's going to happen. They're going to show us how it's done. 
And sure enough, like as soon as I just admit, like, I don't know how to do this, help me, like help me see this differently or help me bring this in or like asking for help. We always forget that there's so many beings out there that are waiting for us to ask for help. And it's something so simple that we always forget. Ask for help. And then that day I'll have like a pay in full or I'll have someone want to pay for a program and then gift a program to their friends. So they're paying for two on one or something like something crazy will happen that I wouldn't have thought of or I, you know what I mean? Well, that's just it. That's part of the surrendering. Like this is now turning into a manifestation conversation. <laughs> I love that because I, love I think, oh yeah, manifesting is, you know, the law of attraction. And like you said, everything being energy. And this is now the turning point in the conversation where we can talk about spirituality. And I would love for you to share, you know, how you're connected to the divine and like what the divine is and just explain that in a way, like, let's pretend that our listeners are new to this and they can, this is like their experience right now to learn like what this is and if it resonates and I'm sure it will resonate with them. (laughs) No pressure. Um, (laughs) So, so to me, the, to me, the divine, when I say the divine, I mean all the etheric beings of the highest love and light that are here to help us in our journey. And what I mean by our journey is for us to remember who we are and what we're here to do. And so my belief is that we're all etheric beings. Like I love when people start calling, um, talking about galactic energy because earth is super galactic. We're all in space. So we're all these amazing, etheric galactic souls in this universe that our souls are light. And we will travel through all the different universes, the different dimensions. And this might be like too far out there for some people, but we're traveling and then we'll find a planet. So this case, earth we'll find a planet that's like, hey, this planet needs my energy. Like people have forgotten the magic or people have forgotten abundance or whatever your energy essence is, we are here to activate it in the planet again. Everyone here on earth is here to remember something. And when they remember it, then they're here to activate it. Am I like kind of making sense? Yeah, no, no, no. (laughs) No. And I I just want to invite the listeners like to just be open-minded because obviously this is this is a magical conversation. We're not talking about the normal societal paradigms that everyone's agreed to. Like we're literally going into a conversation that's like next level. So just like keep going. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Keep going. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Open mind, let the words activate you. And totally like when I'm doing live streams or in a session, like if something's triggering you or if something's like this girl's crazy or this girl's like off her rocker or whatever, like let it, like let this trigger you, let it make you question everything, let it allow you to look at things we have to work on. Um, like I love when people trigger me because I'm like, thank you. Now I see something in me that I get to work on. So that's a little side note for everyone that I might be triggering. So we, we make a contract to come to this planet to help this planet remember something. And that is different for every single person. And so you'll hear me, if you read my posts or if you watch my live streams, I always talk about becoming your God self, becoming your God self or your divine self. Just for this conversation, I say God self. And that is what I mean by becoming your God self is remembering who you are and what you're here to activate in this planet. Because as I was saying in the beginning, like the divine is all the energies that is created in this universe of the highest love and light. And so if we are of God or if we are of the divine, like we were all created together, we are all gods. Like we are just all gods remembering who we are. And everyone is a certain God of something. And that's why I call myself the God of enchantment because when I remembered who I was, which is the God of enchantment to bring magic and enchantment back into the people and back into this planet. Like in that instant where I remembered, holy crap, I'm the God of enchantment. In that instant, the planet started remembering. And this is also like, this is when I was in between 5k and 20k months. And then as soon as I remembered, I was the God of enchantment. I fully embodied who I was 
to be on this planet and what I'm here to do on this planet. And as soon as you have that clarity, as soon as you understand who you are, or I also say like who you be and what you're here to do, that is when you're going to make the most abundance. That is when you're going to make the largest impact. Um, because we can't go in our life and just be the surface level human conditioned person that like we were created in society to not question, to stay at a certain level, to do this, do that. But when you get to the point where you just decide that there gets to be more than that, and I get to be more than that. Like I get to be more than my nine to five. I get to be more than a healer. I get to be more than a coach. I get to be more than a teacher because you do. And then as soon as you realize that and find out what your God self is, that is when the universe looks at you and like, she got it. She remembered. And they're like, okay, let's bring all the miracles in because <laughs> she's fully aware of what's happening. Um, and that's really what got me because I went from 5k to 20k in the span of like four months. And that was that turning point of me remembering. I love this so much. And I can relate to it too. And I know I've had this conversation with you where not that I want to say this is a limiting thing for me in the quotation, but I am not yet as spiritually inclined as you are, but I'm curious and what you say to me and when you share this, it resonates with me. And I think mm. to put it in quote language that I would understand, it's like you were willing to surrender your conditioned beliefs and conditioned ways of being from the human life to be open to receiving what your actual purpose is. And just being curious to like push beyond what you were already doing, like as a student in university and not that there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but in that moment you knew that that wasn't your purpose. And then you became curious and then you started pushing boundaries and doing the inner work. And that, that is what manifesting is, is that you mm -hmm. gain the awareness and you continue to explore. And I think that if someone's listening to this and they're like, well, what the fuck is my life purpose? <laughs> That's great. That is actually such a perfect place to be in because then you're yeah. in that moment, you're aware. If you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I'm doing what I should be doing. That is the perfect place because I think all of us who have discovered our purpose and are succeeding in our passions and what we're doing in life, we all had to hit that point at some point where it's of like, there's, yeah. there's more, there's more than this available to me. Like, what is it? And, and so I, I just love this because it's necessary. And one thing that I really love too, is when it comes to coaching or healers or just people who have tapped into their purpose is, and when other people get triggered and threatened and think it's competition, it's not, it's like, we're this collective of human beings who have tapped into a higher level of awareness and love and light. And we're, we're working on elevating the world to find that as well. And it's, you know, as mm -hmm. I say that, I literally have goosebumps because it just feels so right. And like you said, it's, it's a remembering. So I went to, there's a place in Vancouver called Zenden and it's a, it's like a meditation center. They do like different classes with Reiki and tarot card uh, readings. And then they do like sound bowl, crystal sound baths, which is like phenomenal, phenomenal. Oh, I love that. I've never done it before. And it was crazy because I went to my first class and I walked in there and they had all these beautiful bowls set up and the lighting and like they smudged the place. It smelt magical and just the energy was so harmonious. And so what you do is I would go, I mean, everyone, we all go and we lay down and we put a cover on our eyes and we just get to like lay there and receive the energy from these sound bowls. And I remember after the class, like it was so relaxing and it did heal me on a cellular level because of sounds, right? And music and, mm -hmm. and just like completely vibed with my energy. And after the class, I went and I talked to the instructor and I said, I've never done this before, but it felt like a remembering, like I needed to do this. And I went and I experienced that class and it touched me in a way that I'd never experienced before and I think that is the first thing for people if they want to tap into their awareness is you have to go and do things that you've never done before even if you have yeah. the slightest nudge towards it like that is how you start the magic 
I always say like, you're not going to grow in your comfort zone. Like it's okay to be uncomfortable and it's okay to be scared. Like, you know how many times I was like, is this actually going to work out? Am I actually like, am I actually here to make an impact? Am I actually the God of enchantment? Like how many times did I question myself um, and be fearful of it? And like, that's okay. It's just an opportunity to get to shift it and to get to become more. So like, if you are someone that's like, I don't know my life purpose, like what kind of God am I? Or like, what am I here to do for this planet? That's okay. Because like in this moment, in this second, you get to decide that, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to do more. I'm ready to make a bigger impact. I'm ready to bring an abundance. I'm ready to manifest my soul line business. Like you every instant you get to decide a different reality yeah and it you're right it is always a choice no one no one forced you to to make that choice like even when you got into that that tackle and you got hit in the head you didn't choose that so maybe somebody would argue well you got forced into it but the reality is you were bedroom. I was available you, for it. <laughs> that's the thing. Literally, it was like, okay, listen, Ali, like we're putting you in a bed for three months. This is where the transformation's <laughs> happening. And you couldn't like all you had was your mind to think. And that's yeah. where the that's where the creation starts is the thinking and the thing to take that direction and like really own what you want. Yeah. Yeah. We like the thinking and the choosing and the deciding is so pivotal. Our reality like everything can change in an instant. Everything can change in an instant. Like even if you're looking at the quantum, like quantum physics and quantum mechanics, which is like super sciencey, but it's also super spiritual and amazing manifesting tool, by the way. But if you're looking at the quantum, like nothing exists in it, but everything exists in it. And literally everything in this universe is created in the quantum. And this is like really sciencey, but it is. So if everything is nothing, but everything is everything and nothing exists, but everything exists, what is stopping you from deciding in this second that you get to be wildly successful doing something you love? Nothing does. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And and that's the power of decision. Totally. And one thing I love too, and I, I heard this from a personal development course that I did about five years ago. And the quote was, when there's nothing, everything is possible. Yeah. And I think that some people underestimate that if they're in a place in their life where they feel like they're at rock bottom and they don't have anything and they're lost, that is the moment where everything is possible. And I think that is the moment where the divine is looking at you and is like, is she going to (laughs) decide? Yeah. Is is, like, is she going to do it? Cause we're ready. We're here. Ready, bring all the miracles in, and like that's when it comes. Like, when you, if you are at rock bottom, or if you have been at rock bottom, or if this ever happens at any point in time, like that's when you can just allow your magic, like who you are on a soul level, like allow that to come through, decide that it gets to be different, and then let the miracles drop in. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Magic, <laughs> miracles. <laughs> abundance yeah like and my huge thing is that sometimes I have people in programs or clients that they get really caught up on their purpose or like am I making a big enough impact because it doesn't feel like it our ego loves to tell us that (laughs) it like we're not making the big enough impact or we're not at our full potential or whatever it is and I have this whole thing is like you cannot mess it up Like you can't mess it up. You can't F it up. It's impossible because you are the divine. Every single thing in your life was so magically orchestrated. Even the hard stuff, even the traumatic stuff that was hard and we had to experience it. And now we don't get to it. Like we get to choose, we get to experience something else. But everything was so divinely orchestrated. Like that kick in the head, that made me forget how to walk for a few days and put me in bed for three months that was divinely orchestrated and I could have looked at it like God hates me I wasn't very spiritual then but like people are like the divine if they loved me they would have like done this for me already or or God doesn't exist because they're not showing up for me 
and all these stories. And that's when we just get to say to ourselves, like everything's divinely orchestrated because something bigger gets to happen. Something better gets to happen. And then it all changes. It's true. Oh, I'm loving this conversation so much. (laughs) It is. And I knew it would be such a magical conversation. (laughs) (laughs) If you could share a little bit about some of, you know, the angels and gods that you work with. And I know that, you know, we pulled some cards before we got into this conversation. I'm just wondering if like anything has also come through for you. Oh yeah, we can talk about this. Let's talk about, I'm just being drawn to this one card. So the card is Sound and Music and it's from my amazing, it's the Atlantis deck by Diana Cooper for anyone who wants to look at it and get it for themselves. But it's called Sound and Music and I remember when you were riffing on surrendering and manifestation, this came to my head as well. You were like, be careful, like how you think and how you speak, because that is the energy that you're creating. And I just wanted to touch on like the power that we have in sound, whether it is music or whether it's just us talking, the power that is in sound that allows us to become our full potential is so amazing. All of us, like when we're speaking, like you and me right now, talking to the people who are going to listen to this, they are not only getting the messages that we're talking about and the tips and the tools and all these things that are happening, they're also getting our energy transmission that allows them to get activated by our energy essence. So they're getting like a two for one deal right now. And every podcast that you do with guests, like everyone gets to have your transmission and your guest transmission. And that allows them to remember the parts of them that we are here to activate. I'm listening to you and what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is when people are, and I feel this too, because even us having this conversation, I can feel myself getting activated in a powerful way. And just really being so inspired to step even further and harder into my, my, my purpose and what I want to create and all of that and stepping into that divine energy. And I think that getting inspired, for example, to use a more like simple language by our conversation, that is a remembering that there is something bigger for you and bigger for you to create. And it's, if it comes to you, then who knows? And it probably is something that was dormant and it's being woken up. That inspire, that inspiration is, is fire right within that's being called forward. Yeah. And this reminds me of, um, I don't know if anyone or yourself has watched star Wars, but literally movies are transmissions too. We have to remember that. Like, cause we're talking about sound and music, like movies, songs, TV shows, like depending if they are of the highest intention, like they can be really good transmissions to like trigger something within you that's ready to be awakened. And all I think about is, and I might be talking like gibberish to some people, but the character in the new part of Star Wars, her name's Rey, and she has this like scene where she's talking to Luke Skywalker, which is this amazing Jedi magical man. She's talking to him and she's like, I don't know what it is, but something inside me is awake. And she said those words and it was because she was in the transmission of Luke Skywalker and he was able to activate her to make something awake. Like she was the, she was the same person her whole life. And then as soon as she was in the presence of someone else that had something that she needed, she became activated and something became awakened. And I always remember that scene it's because it's the power of our energy it's the power of our words how we speak what we activate within different people like we are constantly doing planetary service work is kind of what I call it like we're always helping this planet because by you speaking your truth whether it's doing a live stream or doing a podcast or writing a post like even written word is so powerful you are giving the people your transmissions And that's why I'm always like, you need to get your stuff out there. Like people, I have so many clients that are amazing artists that are like visual transmissions or amazing writers or really good public speakers. And I'm like, Hey, like, what are you doing with your art? Or what are you doing with your writing? Or what are you doing with your public speaking? And they're like, Oh, nothing really. 
And I'm like, why can't you just start right now? Because they have like 10, they have like 10 poems written or like 20 pieces of art ready. I'm like, put it out there, share it to the people because those writings, those speeches, those artworks that you've made, they are here to activate multiple people. And if they're hidden from the world, how are you going to activate people if you're not willing to share your work? I mean, this is really great because even for myself, you just gave me more awareness of transmissions. And what that is, is being activated and receiving and giving energy. And I think that for myself, one thing I've noticed, so I, like I meditate daily, every day, like it's either guided meditation or silent meditation and even going to Zen Den and doing the, the crystal bowl, like sound baths, like all of that. And I've noticed, and this sounds crazy, but I've stopped listening to music unless I'm working out and I'm being intentional getting that energy out I stop listening to music because I'm so aware of now doing a lot of NLP yes lot doing a lot of NLP work that like you're kind of listening to music and you're tuning out but then you know it's rap and it's talking about like alcohol and drugs and and like sad stories and there's nothing wrong with that but your subconscious mind isn't the being programmed exactly and so I stopped listening to music like that unless I'm working out because I want that energy yeah. and I started listening to like literally healing sounds on Spotify and just yeah. very calm zen music because I've really honed in on the importance of energy and what I surround myself with will define us and you gave the perfect example you got injured you were bedridden and then you met your soulmate and you left the group of friends that was no longer serving you And I don't think that you would have thrived unless you were, quote, pulled away from that and also chose to stay away from that. And so for myself, like when I talk about energy and transmissions and to the people listening, it can even be, for example, I I have candles lit in my condo all the time. Candles lit and like having essence, you know, burning and just like smudging. Like I love doing that. It's like such an important space for me. And I think that people underestimate how that is always in our control. Like you can choose the people that you spend time with. You can choose, you know, what you watch on TV. You can choose the, the music that you listen to or like the art that you look at or the foods that you eat. Like all of yes. that is contributing so much more than people realize. It's huge because like music, I, I can't put the radio on. I don't, I don't listen to music really. And unless it's like solfeggio frequencies and like you said, like healing sounds. Same with like movies, like how I talked about that Star Wars scene. All like all the movies, all the TV shows, everything that we view is programming us in a way. Like it's subconsciously programming us in a way. And same thing with the food we eat. If we eat like junky, low vibrational food, it's going to lower our vibration because our body matches like our external environment will always match our internal environment. So if we're listening to like junky, like low vibrational shows, movies, music, and then eating junky, low vibrational foods, you're going to feel junky and your environment's going to look junky and you're (laughs) like, you're not going to like everything just becomes so low vibe. But if you get to make that decision, like I'm going to eat clean, I'm going to move my body. I'm going to be really intentional in what I listen to, who I talk to, what I surround my external environment with. And then all of a sudden you start having these amazing shifts in your internal environment that gets to happen because the external environment will always match and mirror your internal environment it's it's so true and I can completely attest to this because not that I don't want to say that it was because it's January 2020 that I started taking things more seriously in terms of my health and fitness but I have in the last week and I it can only it can literally take a week and your whole life can shift I've shifted the foods that I'm eating bringing in more like vegetables and salads and I stopped drinking coffee and I've been making you know, huge attempts, not even attempts, being very intentional with going to CrossFit or going for a run. And I notice within a week, I feel so much better. It doesn't have to take forever. It just has to be intentional. Yeah, me too. My health and fitness, definitely the end of December and the beginning of this month was like huge for me because I was going to, I'm sure F45 is pretty popular. So I'm sure a lot of people know what F45 is, but it's like a circuit training gym. 
So I was going to F45 and I was moving my body a lot and it was really high intensity. And then all of a sudden, like it didn't feel good. Like it just didn't feel good to move my body that many times a week. And it didn't feel good to do it at that intensity. And it was because like, we need to listen also like that intention. We need to listen to what our body needs, what our body craves. And if we're constantly like, this could be opposite. If we're not doing anything that can feel a certain way, but if we're constantly go, go, go and not taking the time to actually tune in, we're also lowering our vibration. So I had like, I was just going to the gym, just like forcing myself to go to F45, doing all these amazing classes, which that gym's amazing. And I still go there. But then all of a sudden I tuned into my body and I'm like, no, my body just wants to feel like held and like in the feminine. Because like, to me, working out, lifting weights is like very masculine to me. It's like, it brings my masculine energy and that fiery energy ignites every time I do that. But then, so I tuned into my body. I'm like, what do I need? I'm like, I just want to feel held. I want to feel feminine. I want to feel amazing. And I used to be a competitive dancer when I was younger. And so I started going to bar classes and like adult hip hop and adult like ballet classes. And literally just last two weeks, I started doing this and the changes on a physical level in like on my body. Cause I had this goal. I'm like, I really feel like losing 3% body fat or whatever it was. And it just wasn't happening. And I was working out more and I was eating better, but it was because I was doing the things that I was programmed to do and not stepping aside, listening to my body and being like, no, your body will thrive in a dance class, not a weightlifting class. <laughs> and the, like the physical changes, I'm like, I have my ab lines back, my butt is nice and lifted again. And it's just so funny how, as soon as you put intention, as soon as you tune into what the body wants, because we have to remember our body is our most important temple, like our most important vehicle. And yeah, you're going to get amazing results as soon as we just tune into that. Yeah, it's so true. So I feel like, oh my God, this conversation could even be three hours. So I already know. We can just make it into five podcasts. (laughs) No, but you know what, actually, I really, I've just had this amazing idea that I'm definitely going to have you come back on the podcast. And I could just, because these conversations are so powerfully, like energetic, and I love us sharing our stories and just this conversation was yeah. so organic. Like, just so our <laughs> listeners know, Ellie and I jumped on Zoom, and I was like, okay, so basically how this is going to go, and I literally do this with every interview. I'm like, okay, I'm going to introduce, like, the podcast, and then I'm going to introduce how we met, and then introduce yourself, and then it's just a free-for-all, and I'm not kidding you. Yeah. This entire conversation was so unstructured and so authentic, and that's why that's why they're so powerful when I do interviews, because they're just they're just real. And there's yeah. so much gold in it. When you, yeah, when you let someone's energy just become what it needs to be, especially like such a conscious podcast like this, it's, it's always going to be magic. Yes. So magical. So I want to recap, uh, how could we say, what do you think the, the major themes or takeaways are from our conversation today? We'll just recap mm. this and then we'll start wrapping things up a little bit. Yeah. Major takeaway is that and I don't know if you can hear that. That's my puppy trying to get into my studio. (laughs) Major takeaway would be that you get to change your reality like this second. And I think that was like a main theme. And then we kind of riffed on like all the things you can do to change it. So we get to change our reality any second. How do we do that? Well, remembering who you are, manifesting your desires, surrendering to the miracles, fueling your body with what it needs and what it wants to be surrounded with and letting yourself become who you were created to be not who you were made to be through society yes I love that you captured it beautifully and I think if I were to add to that I would say being open-minded, being curious, and being yes. willing to do things that you've never done because that is what produces a different result. And if you feel if you feel the fear or uncomfortability, like maybe you're inspired to go do a dance class now, or you want to go for a run, or you want to learn more about you know, the archangels, and there's, there's things in this conversation that have inspired you, but you feel held back. That's simply just your old programming trying to hold you within your comfort zone. If you're feeling uncomfortable, consider that feedback that you're actually growing. 
it's growing pains, like good oh, yeah. growing pains. Like you need the, like we've all felt those growing pains when you're like 11 years old in your bed at 3 a.m. And it's like, why does my leg hurt? Like, yeah. well, guess what? You're Ugh. growing, right? Yeah. Oh, so that's, that's all it is. And I always say to myself, like, if something makes me uncomfortable, but like, you know what I mean? When something kind of makes you uncomfortable, but you know, you have to do it. Yes. Or, it or, or if I'm like led to do something, but like, I'm like, oh, I'm scared. I'm going to be embarrassed or I'm scared. I'm going to fail. That are like, those are the times that I make sure I do that thing. Like yeah. whatever that thing was, I like force myself to do it. Cause I'm like, I don't care if like, I like going to this dance class. I haven't danced in like so long. I'm like, I'm not coordinated enough. I had all these stories. So I forced myself to go. And then all of a sudden, like I couldn't, you can't fail at it. And we were saying this, like you can't fail at something that your soul is leading you to. Yes. So you're going to be uncomfortable. It's going to not feel great all the time, but like coming out of it, you're going to make so much progress. You're going to feel so much better and you're going to become who you are created to be. Yes. Oh, I'm so obsessed with this conversation. It is. <laughs> it's just the word that I keep saying is like, it's so magical. It's just so magical. Yeah. Like it's just the magic is present. So with that being said, can you please let our, let our listeners know where they can find you, like social media handles, websites, et cetera. And I will like type those out in the show notes as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm on most of the social medias. You can find me on Facebook, Magical Soul Teachings and Healing. That's my Facebook. Also, I love using my personal page. So when you go on my business page, Magical, Magical Soul Teachings and Healings, you'll find Allie Smith. That's me. You can add me as a friend or you can follow my page because I do a lot of amazing stuff on my personal page as well. And then on Instagram, I'm Allie Magical Soul. And I post a lot, a lot of free content and amazing stuff and little tidbits like what we were talking about. And then my website is we are totally revamping the website because I'm actually making a backlog membership site on the website, which I'm super excited for. But the current website is magicalsoulteachings.wixsite.com. But as soon as we're done that backlog, it's just going back to magicalsoulteachings.com. Perfect. Yeah. And I will put all of that in the show notes. So I want to thank you so much for taking the time today to have this conversation with me. And I'm, I'm getting these feelings and intuitive nudges that we're definitely going to be jumping on and having more conversations like this because I, would I love think, that. Oh yeah. We <laughs> just have this like crazy chemistry where we can just flow in conversations. And, and we, and I remember when I, to go back to the beginning of this conversation where I talked about like this knowing of knowing you. And I know that you, you tapped into the past of like, how we knew each other and so before I wrap things up do you want to just share like do you remember what you when you were tapping into that like how do Kayla and I know each other like past life because it was it was just nuts how we got along so well we didn't even know each other like in this life that's so funny I kind of get a sense of what I was saying but I don't fully remember what we talked about it was something Um, about being being warriors in a past life I think oh it my was gosh, yes yes we were Amazon warriors together in the same tribe and yeah oh my gosh now I remember it's like those soul like people that you have soul connections to 10 times out of 10 you are so deeply connected on a soul level and I love this thing there's this one woman who's a really good friend of mine and she's really amazing her name's Maria Portis and she's all about stepping into your your god self But she always says, she has this message that we all know each other and we all, like, we've all worked with each other. We all know each other. We're just simply remembering how we know each other. And that just reminded me of that. Yeah. And I think with you saying that is literally our meeting is evidence for that because I'm telling you to the listeners, like Ali and I didn't know each other and I thought it was through rugby and we didn't play on any of the teams that played each other. We didn't have any friends it's, I'm telling you, it made no sense how we had this, this sense of knowing. And so the only way is that, like you said, it was, it was from a past life. So yeah. I just want to thank all the listeners and thank you again, Ali, for jumping on this call with me. And I will make sure to put all your information in the show notes. And if you can please subscribe, listen, like, leave a review, share this episode with people and we can get the message in our high vibe out there. So thank you. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.